I was privileged to help write a book with, with my Rebbe called Awakening the Spark Within Five Dynamics of Leadership That Can Change the World. And the idea was to approach leadership from a Kabbalistic, Hasidic point of view. And so therefore we presented uh, five dynamics. So for the next few weeks we're going to go through these dynamics of leadership. And the point is that these are not skills per se, but what you have to learn to be a good leader in a practical sense. It's not learning to speak publicly to know how to raise money, to know how to delegate, to run an organization. These are things are very, very important, but these are what's called moral and ethically based characteristics that a person needs to be a true leader. Not we're talking about running for office or being a politician. We're talking about types of inner qualities that from a Jewish point of view a person should have to be a good leader. First one was called the art of compromise. The second one is called the drive for wholeness. Translated meaning vision. That along with a leader having the art of compromise, a leader optimism certainly fits in. Um, integrity, honesty, all these things. In other words, a leader has to present a vision to, in order for people to be inspired to pursue a task or a goal. So the, the leader has to have vision, has to see the whole, the whole picture. The third one was compassion as a motivating force for a Jewish leader. We'll see how important that is. The fourth one is the ability to integrate. And translated in our day, and especially in the Jewish world, means to integrate the way the world is. In other words, technology, the communications, with a spiritual vision. That sounds not very practical, but it is very practical. Let's say in, in Israel today, considering that Israel is now like an animation, we're coming back after 2,000 years, we're driven by a prophetic vision of what we're doing here in the land, that we're here and not in Uganda. We're here because we are driven by a vision of what we're supposed to do here and why we belong here. And then we have the, the task of state building. So how do you put together those two things? How to put together science and uh, spirituality. And the fifth one, definitely the most, in a sense, the most interesting of all of them, is called a sense of folly. What does that mean? It means the ability to think outside of the box. To be a, a pragmatist, a realist, 
but when, when the moment calls for it to be able to totally think outside of the box and along with that is the sense of joy so let's go over these again the art of compromise the search for wholeness or presenting a vision compassion integration and a a balanced sense of folly so today we'll do one of them so the first idea is we see uh, clearly happening right in front of our eyes that leadership is not authority imposed leadership is the, the, the code word is getting people to feel a sense of ownership so where does compromise come in so we learn this from, from a Rashi that when Moshe um, basically gave smicha to Yoshua he gave an ordination to be the next leader so in the Torah it says why was Yeshua picked so God explains to Moshe because he is a person the words are ruach bo he has spirit in him and what, what does Rashi say about that Rashi says that Yeshua had the quality that no matter who he talked to they could relate to him if you would just read the simple you would think that he had prophecy had spirit in him or he was uh, charismatic he had spirit in him the Ra- and I'm sure he did that also the Rashi says what it meant was that his spirit was in tune with anyone who came to him they felt they were in tune with him that's how Rashi explains he had spirit in him so that's a, a that tells us a very important thing about leadership that people followed Yoshua interesting enough they rebelled against Moshe but Yoshua led the people for I believe close to 40 years no rebellions said all the people kept the Torah he brought them into battle they followed him on what he had the ability to make everyone feel that he was listening. Now, does that mean that he, everything that someone said to him he agreed with? So that we wouldn't say. Because what we're saying is that a leader has to make everyone feel that they can be heard. doesn't mean you'll agree with them. Because what kind of a leader is it who will compromise everything according to what other people want? See, there's a fine balance here. In other words, a good leader has the art of compromise without compromising his or her own ideals. Now that's a little bit tricky. That a, a, a good leader is one who knows how to compromise, makes empowers people around them, makes everyone feel part of the ruling mechanism but when push comes to shove they don't compromise their own ideals everyone feels that he's willing to compromise but you don't compromise your own ideals usually you think a person is one or the other 
it's sometimes you think of someone who's willing to compromise, don't compromise anything in order to make peace. But we're not really talking about that. Because there's certain things you can't compromise. But a leader is one who can work with everyone, not compromise their ideals, but get a lot done because they really are trying to be all inclusive. So you hear how tricky that is. Right? It's not it's not so simple. So leadership is that you can sit in the same room, you can work things out, you can, everyone can draw their lines where they have to draw their lines, and you can still pull it off. I remember um, I'm just being very honest. I had a case here at Hillel that a few years ago uh, we talked about doing a big concert, getting all the students to come. And we went through all the scenarios. I was going to bring, you know, like a big name, and, and then it gets down to going through. And then it, it got to um, got to the mixed dancing, and. So in the discussion, it was almost like the same thing. Well, you know, maybe we'll have those who want to mix dance in one place, those who want a separate dance in another place. But the way it came down was that there ca- there can't be separate dancing. Now we we're not going to condone. Um, having any of the students even think that they have to choose that instead of the mixed dancing. Now, it's just kind of like in principle, it, it should be, you know, someone doesn't want to dance, they won't dance. And that was, for me, that was a red line. It was just like, well, I can't, I'm not really going to bring a musician here and bring students who might expect at least the opportunity to dance separately. I don't know if I don't have that opportunity. So we had this on the Moshav also. We did seven festivals with thousands of people where we set up that people would dance separately and anyone else who wasn't, nothing was said. So therefore, all those tons of yeshiva and seminary uh, students came. So they had their opportunity and those people who wanted to dance mixed, no no one said anything to them. Right, because we weren't into imposing anything on anyone. So everyone had, they could choose what they wanted, and it was okay. People have to stick by their, their convictions. This is kind of the, the secret of the Mug and David. One of the ideas of the Mug and David is you have one triangle going up and one triangle going down. And what is the Jewish symbol? The interlock. So uh, a, a leader is one who, who can see the up, can see the down, can see how often we can put them together as much as possible. That should be the goal. As much as possible, let's put them all together. And when you can't, you can't. And I think most people respect people who have convictions. I think people respect people with convictions more than people who are willing to compromise anything in order to, to make compromise, ultimately. Very good. Thank you all for coming.